Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Wisdom Awakening. I'm your host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. Great to be with you on First Amendment Friday. It's First Amendment Friday. So that means I'm going to be taking your questions, uh, your comments. You can email me at ewjackson at ewjackson.com. Very simple. ewjackson at ewjackson.com. And I'll stop somewhere around uh, 9 o'clock and, and look at whatever questions uh, that you you all might have for me and um, and try to respond to those as best I can as the Lord leads. Um, before I get into the Word today, and I do want to spend most of my time in the Word today because you know a lot of times I end up sort of bringing the Word in about the last 15, uh, 10, 15 minutes. I want to get to it earlier. I, I do want to say this. I'm not here to be an I told you so. Besides, I don't need to tell you all that. Those of you who are, are uh, with me most of the time, I don't need to tell you that anyway because you already knew what I, what I told you. But I said several months ago, well, a couple months ago, that the illegal immigration problem was going to become a more acute problem given the fact that there were predictions of food shortages I said, if we're going to have food shortages and we're literally bringing in a half million people a month illegally crossing our border and coming into our country, <clears throat> I mean, that's six million people a year, six million. I've said when I was visiting Jonesboro, just the number jumped out of me, 80,000 people there. In the course of a month, think about this, in the course of a month, bringing what? Six times the size of the city of Jonesboro into our country? Every month? I mean, that's six moderate-sized cities. It's insane. But I said, if we're going to have food shortages, this situation was going to become even more acute. And the, 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 the utter, the, the, the anger of people over illegal immigration is only going to grow. Well, you know what? We're already facing that situation because we're just learning. Of course, we've got a big baby formula shortage now and parents are scrambling, trying to find baby formula. And they said making all kinds of adjustments for some women doing more breastfeeding or breastfeeding when they didn't plan to breastfeed. Uh, some people trying to make baby formula, they said that's very, very, very dangerous for your baby to do that. But guess what? The administration is sending pallets. This, this according to a border agent, is sending pallets of baby formula to the border for illegal immigrants. I know, folks, Bishop Jackson, you got to be making that up. You, you got to be making that up. They, they wouldn't do that. They're doing it. They're doing it. Um, I, you know, I've said this before, and I've said it with, with, with tremendous gravity because I don't even like hearing myself say it because it sounds far out. But when you look at the evidence of how this administration and how the left behaves, it's the only conclusion you can come to. 
and that is that they really hate the American people. They don't like us. They want to somehow replace us or supplant us with people who they think will be more uh, in accord with their vision for the country, their socialist, Marxist, atheist, secularist vision for the country. So American women are without baby formula. So what? No big deal. Illegal immigrants are without baby formula. Let's ship pallets down there. Let's make sure they get everything they need. What else can you conclude from that? The Bible says that if any would not care for his own household, he is um, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Worse than an unbeliever, if any would not care for his own. Now, of course, most people have applied that to you caring for your own personal household, but I believe that applies to any circumstance in which you are responsible for the care and keeping of people. That's whether you are the mayor of a city or you are the governor of a state or you are the president of the United States. You've taken an oath. You're charged with the responsibility of caring for those people within your jurisdiction. And if you start putting other people before them, you have denied the faith and you are worse than an infidel because you're not caring for your own. That would be like my family saying, Daddy, where's the, when my children were growing up, Daddy, where's the groceries? And saying, oh, I sent them next door. Well, well what are we going to eat? I, I don't know, but we'll, you'll just do the best you can. What would they conclude? Well, you must care more about those people next door than you care about us because you sent them the food, not us. What else could you conclude? I mean, it's an ugly thing to have to say. But, but, but it's happened again and again and again and again. Look, right now, we've got a quarter of a million people or close to it. We're approaching a quarter of a million Americans who have died of fentanyl overdoses. And most of that fentanyl is flooding across the, the border through illegal immigration. And this administration doesn't even talk about it. And Americans are literally dying. And remember now, remember, you can say, well, they're drug addicts and they should know better. And certainly they should. But what is happening is you're, you're getting pills that would, would not be considered to be lethal that are laced with fentanyl and they become lethal. So people are taking drugs that they think are going to give them a, a, a good time and they end up dying because they don't know that there's fentanyl in that thing that they're taking. See, that, 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 that's, that's about more than a drug theory. That's, that's about the desire to kill Americans, which I believe is exactly what the Communist Party of China wants. They want to destabilize us. They want to kill our citizens. They want us, they want us to collapse as a nation. That's really what they want. Oh yeah, they've suffered some economic downturn if that would happen. In fact, it might be cataclysmic for them economically, but I don't think they're thinking about that. I think they think about America's arrival and they want us to be brought down. And this administration is cooperating with them. And so it's, it almost seems like they love everybody except Americans. And remember, we Americans who love our country, and I've always said, you all heard me say this, 
love of our country is not love of the Pacific and the Atlantic and the Grand Canyon and the Teton Mountains and the Rockies and and uh, and, and, um, and 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 Alaska, the Alaskan tundra and 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 Hawaii and on and on. No, it's the people that we care about, the people that we want the best for. All those wonderful natural beauties. Um, and vistas of our country are great, and I'm grateful to God for them. I mean, we've got a beautiful continent here. But that's not what we ultimately love. I mean, we appreciate that, and we're grateful for that, and we enjoy that. But it's the people that we care about. God didn't make people for the land. He made the land for the people. But the left has an entirely different approach. Climate change, what? It's like the people are here and we're in the way of the land and we're in the way of the environment. You got to clamp down on us. You got to control us. You got to stop us. from. You know, we don't care about the environment. They're superior. They know better. And we're going to have a cataclysm and the whole planet is going to end if they don't get, get we, we rebellious, cantankerous human beings under control and stop us from destroying the planet. You see, it's always something other than us other than the people that they care about, other than the American people that they care about. I mean, I could go on and on with this. I mean, Barack Obama does this thing for Netflix, which they give him all this tens of millions, hundred, I think they gave him $125 million, something like that, to, to do this stupid thing. It's called Our National, Par Our National Parks. And I thought the thing was about American National Parks. I wouldn't have watched it because I don't want to see him. I mean, I think he's, basically been a curse to this nation. But nevertheless, I thought, oh, okay. Come to find out, no, our national parks doesn't mean American national parks. It means the world's national parks. And then he talks about our legacy or our inheritance. I mean, I'm not an heir of, 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 of uh, African parks or Chinese parks. I'm in the Arab American parks. The, 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 the parks in the United States of America are part of my heritage. They're, they're part of what, what belongs to me as an American citizen. My taxpayer dollars help take care of and finance those parks. I'm not taking care of parks in Africa. Well, who knows what we're taking care of around the world, given the way this administration is throwing away money. But you get my point? It, it is the people of our country See, that's why they can say what they want to say about Donald Trump. He's a racist. He's xenophobic. America first is the only thing that makes sense in a fallen and evil world. And there's no question about it that, that this administration is putting America last. In fact, I would say America not at all from their perspective. Now, of course, they live large and they have plenty. They, I mean, Joe Biden's not going to face any problems with, with get putting gas in his limousines or, or, in his, or in Air Force One or Air Force Two. He's, he doesn't have to go to the supermarket. Everything, we, we treat our presidents like kings. Everything's provided for him. He's got a chef. Somebody else does the shopping, the cooking, the clean. Everything is taken care of for him. I joked about being late one time because I, I had to put out the trash. I forgot it was trash day and I had to scramble and get the trash out. Joe Biden's not putting out any trash. <laughs> you and I are. We live normal, 
human lives. These elitists, generally speaking, don't. All this Hollywood crowd, they don't, they don't deal with this stuff. I mean, they deal with it. All human beings have problems. But, my, I, but what I'm saying is the things that, that, that most Americans deal with, like, for example, if my gas is now costing me $100 to fill up my tank instead of $50 to fill up my tank, I've got to figure out, okay, that affects my spending because that may mean I spend, depending on how much driving I do, I'm going to spend another $100 to $200 more a month. Okay, that's, that's a big hit for the average American. And now you got on top of that, the problem of our, our, our women with young children needing baby formula and they can't find it and we're shipping baby formula. I mean, what does that mean? Is the American government hoarding baby formula from us to make sure that it goes down to the border to, 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 to feed the babies of illegal immigrants? And don't get me wrong, let me hasten to add, we love those babies. We don't wanna hurt them, but they're not our responsibility. They're the responsibility of the parents and the governments that those people come from. And our responsibility is the American people first. Now that, that's biblical and it's really frankly basic common sense. You know, let me, let me say one other thing and then I wanna to get to the word. Um, I also said when we first began to hear this, you know, now they've got this disinformation governance board run by this crazy woman, Jankowitz, who somehow she thinks she's Mary Poppins. I guess she's got some kind of magical powers, I guess. She's been on the wrong side of every issue. I mean, she pushed the, the Russia hoax she, she pushed another hoax involving um, Donald Trump having some kind of connection to a Russian bank. That proved to be a lie. She's pushed every lie imaginable that the left wants to people to buy into. In other words, she is not a person of truth. She's a person of leftist propaganda. But I wonder, would she look back and say, that what we were told a year ago, that inflation was transitory. You all remember that? Inflation's, oh, it's temporary. Every economist we've talked to has told us it's temporary. <laughs> it's, it's transitory. No problem. We got this. And I knew it was a lie when he said it. And how, how did I know that? Because inflation... <laughs> Excuse me, folks, because inflation is never transitory. It's not. Once inflation gets going, there has never been a time in history, based on my understanding of history and economics. Now, I could be wrong about this, and maybe some economists will tell me, no, there's one instance. But based upon my understanding, there's never been a time in human history where inflation has begun to rage that it somehow smoothly and slowly came to an end and things went back to normal. 
what ends up happening as a result of an inflationary cycle is that an economy goes into a recession or a depression in order for prices to come down and for things to get back into normal. In other words, there is a, a dramatic and disruptive adjustment that always is required to end inflation. And it never ends easily or quickly. Now, I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news, but that's just the truth. The best thing this administration could do in order to try to avoid that possibility, which is probably unlikely, I mean, it's unlikely now, but the best they could, thing they could do, stop spending money. Stop printing money. The best thing they could do right now is except for those things that absolutely are required as a result of necessity, all discretionary spending should stop. All borrowing should stop. I mean, you start it maybe with a, with a 90 day freeze on spending. And if that goes well, you extend it to a six month freeze on spending. But the best thing we can do right now, because the Fed's not helping, by the way, folks, by raising uh, interest rates, because what they're going to now do is they're going to cause a crash of the housing market. It's already slowed down. I mean, just like that, the housing market, was, which was hot, almost come to a halt already. Now, if housing prices plunge and people stop borrowing because interest rates have gone so high and everybody has to hunker down because they're concerned about the erosion of their, their standard of living. So the, the vacations get, get, the vacations get canceled. The plan to buy that new car gets canceled. Um, the plan of moving gets canceled. Um, some of those luxury items that people have are accustomed to having in America, going out to dinner, people stop doing that. My wife and I went out to dinner for Mother's Day and, and the dinner cost us twice as much as it cost us last year. Same, same place, same dinner, twice as much. They say restaurant prices are up 87%. Now what happens is people get enough of that and they just pull in. And once they pull in, guess what? The economy slows down and slows down and slows down and ultimately you get a recession. And at that point, you get a, sort of an economic correction in prices because at that point prices stop going up because there's no demand. And eventually it, things catch up Although I don't think they ever come back to normal, frankly. But eventually they, they, they catch up and, and you get back into a normal cycle. I'll say one, one other thing. I said, this, I said one other thing. We're going to add one more to it as a postscript. Here again, I, I said people can say what they want about Donald Trump. He's feisty. 
He can be a little bit uh, coarse. Um, and I think every one of us who supported him and support him wished at times he would have not tweeted some of the things he tweeted or said some of the things he said. But that man did a masterful job of running the United States government and getting our country on track. I mean, he did it on foreign policy level, far from collusion with Russia. He brought all of our adversaries to heel. Every single one of them had to stand up and take notice and back off. China, you keep messing with us, we're gonna put tariffs on you, and he did. Putin made no aggressive moves while Trump was in office, but once Biden got in office, what happens? He starts a war in Ukraine. Inflation was like what? I think somewhere around 1.3%. I mean, we were, we were having no economic problems at all. In fact, the average income for the, the American household, I think rose, this isn't, I'm, I'm rounding off because I don't remember the exact number, but rose to close to $4,000 a year, rose to, by close to $4,000 a year. You had no inflation, you had income rising, you had the economy booming, everything was just moving along beautifully. And four more years of that, and I, I, I tell you, the sky was the limit. And now we elect this bozo. And forgive me, folks, if that seems a little disrespectful, but, I mean, the man is a clown. It's, he's, it's not, well, maybe, that, maybe that's too light. But, but he, is, he is a liar, and he's bought into the leftist agenda. And, you know, he reminds me of John Adams. John Ab Adams was a very, very admirable figure <clears throat> in American history. The biggest mistake that John Adams ever made was the Alien and Sedition Act, where he tried to put people in jail for speaking against the government. Big, big mistake. <clears throat> in my view, his biggest. It's a blot on his record. Joe Biden comes along and creates a disinformation governance board right out of the Marxist playbook. And as much as Trump would fight with people he never tried to suppress anybody's speech. He just fought back. It's the good old American way. The way to combat bad speech is good speech. The way to combat the wrong speech is the right speech. You, you, more speech, not less speech. So we debate and we discuss. That's, what, that's who we are as Americans. No, 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 no. These people have a different idea. They are too superior. You would, they don't want to have a debate because you're not worthy of, of being heard. So they want to shut you down. In fact, this woman, Jankowitz, was saying when she, at, a, at a panel discussion in Great Britain, she was saying that you can get around free speech concerns by simply having people, I think she used the phrase, speak into a black hole or something like that, an echo chamber. In other words, you let them speak, but you don't allow anyone to hear them. We, Twitter called it, or people called it, shadow banning. 
where basically you think you're being heard, but you're not. You think people are seeing what you're putting out there, but they're not. That's Stalinist. That's communist. Well, we shouldn't be surprised. I don't know whether it was Jankowitz, but I think it was Jankowitz <clears throat> who also, just like Anita Dunn, who was um, Barack Obama's uh, communications director for a time, said that one of the one of the greatest figures that she admired and, and went to for wisdom was Mao Zedong. Yeah, former communications director for the president of the United States said that the person she most turned to in times of trouble, crisis, or need of wisdom was the murderous, thuggish, communist Mao Zedong. Communications director. And what did Mao Zedong do? He sent the Red Guard out to, to brutalize and, or murder anybody who didn't go along with his great leap forward. I mean, wow, folks, that, that we've come to a point where we elevate people like that. Uh, and this woman, Jankowitz, that is her name, isn't it? Let me double check that. I'll, I'll double check that. Yeah, it is Jankowitz. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure she's another one that expressed her admiration for Mao Zedong. Or Mao, De, or Mao Zedong. I think that's the, that's the proper way to pronounce it. But Here we go. I want to see if, um, okay, I can't find anything offhand, but I'm pretty sure that she's been associated, another one of those people, how much she admires that, that, that murderous thug. Let's get to the word, shall we? Oh, oh, you know what? You know what? Before we even get to the word, because if I don't do that now, I'll, I'll miss, miss it. Let me double check. <laughs> Let me double check my messages now because I've often forgotten to do that. And then next thing you know, it's done. Uh, okay, I don't see any questions so far. No questions so far. Let me make sure I'm, I've got so many email addresses, folks. It's ridiculous. Let me make sure I'm in the right one. Uh, I am certain that I am. And no questions so far. If you want to ask me anything, email me at ewjackson at ewjackson.com. Okay. All right. So seeing no questions, let's go to the word. Uh, we are in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and we were dealing with these verses, uh, verses 9, 10, 11, uh, and we ended actually on uh, 9. 
Uh, so let's let's oh yeah this is this is beautiful this is perfect. The coming well we read nine, Second Thessalonians chapter two verse nine, the coming of the lawless one is according to the work of Satan, uh, working of Satan, with all power signs and lying wonders. So see he's a liar Satan is a liar and and the Antichrist will be the consummate liar and deceiver, that's that's Satan's stock in trade. Jesus said he is a liar and the father of it. And when he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own. In other words, he, he knows what he's doing because that's what he is. He's a liar. Then 10th verse says, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. I just heard a, a story from some people who had been... Um, you know, because my wife and I just became grandparents, you know that, and we've seen our granddaughter several times. But I just heard a story about some people who had basically been told they could not see their grandchild because they were not vaccinated. Now, this, this is what happens when people are brainwashed into lies. First of all, the vaccination does not stop you from getting COVID. Number one. Number two, it doesn't stop you from getting sick. They told that lie, but it doesn't do that either. So, oh no, Bishop, yes, it does. No, well, then why do you need three boosters? If it doesn't stop you from getting sick, why do you need three boosters? Of course, it doesn't stop you from getting sick. And it doesn't last very long. What, three months to six months, and the effect is over. And yet, people listening to lying, fake, false Fauci and, and, and a lying mainstream media and they'll separate children from their grandparents because Fauci said so or the mainstream media said so or they're just so full of fear that's been injected into them by the secular, secularist atheist nonsense that they just go along with it. Children are the least affected by this. Children are the least affected by it. It is the grandparents who are the most vulnerable to it. But you got idiots who just, they just buy into this, the lies of the propaganda. I've said this to you all before. I really believe that Satan is right now doing a dress rehearsal for the coming of the Antichrist by teaching people to accept lies. Oh, you can be a girl in a boy's body. No, you can't. No, you can't. You might be psychologically confused. You might even be psychologically manipulated by some of these wicked so-called teachers that want to inject this stuff into the lives of young children or of other people, but you are not a boy in a girl's body or girl in a boy's body. No such thing exists. That's a lie. Oh, it's okay to kill your baby. It's not really a baby. That's a lie. It is a baby from the moment of conception. In the same way that my granddaughter is a human being now, but she can't talk. She can't do what I'm doing. She can't go for a stroll. She can't read a book. We go through various stages of development. That doesn't make us any less human. 
but because people, because because planned deathhood, and and the the uh, the the, uh, the the abortion industry wants to make billions of dollars off the blood of unborn babies, they sell these lies to people and then they buy them. There's nothing wrong with homosexuality. It's great. No, it's an abomination in the sight of God. It's sin. And by the way, all of you high-level media people who are Christians know that what I just said is true. And yet you know that if you were to say it, you'd probably lose your job. You'd probably lose your job for expressing your First Amendment right and telling what you know, what you, if you believe the word of God, what you know is true. Saying what you know is true. And yet they'll turn their back on somebody like me for telling the truth about what the scripture says, which is what all of us as Christians are charged to do. Because they bought the lie. They, they, or they're cooperating with the lie. So this says, the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because, here's why they perish, they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. When you reject truth, you reject salvation. Because the truth of salvation is there's only one name given unto heaven among men whereby we must be saved. That is the name of Jesus Christ. There is no other way of salvation. How shall we escape if we neglect such great salvation? There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God who is in all and over all and through all. And it's not Allah and it's not Buddha and it's not Hare Krishna and it's not some five arm, 15 eyed Hindu God. All of that is idolatry and all of that is an abomination to God. And by the way, for, for, I had some people ambush me one time when I was running for office, try to turn me into an, make me an anti-Semite. So let me just clarify this. There's only two true faiths in the world. Only two. Christianity and Judaism. Everything else is false. Now, I've had Christians want to argue with me about this and tell me that Judaism is false. Judaism is not false because Jesus was a Jew and practiced Judaism. Judaism is not false. It is complete. But I made a statement that anybody, you know, all, all, all religions that don't accept Jesus, I, I wasn't thinking at the time about and being precise at that moment. And so they... They use that to try to turn Jewish people against me. I'm one of the biggest supporters of Israel there is. My wife and I constantly give to Israel. We love Israel. We love the Jewish people. We defend Israel against these idolatrous Palestinians. See, so Judaism is not a religion of idolatry. Islam is. Yeah, let me say it again. Islam is a religion of idolatry. Judaism is not. Judaism worships the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and so do we as Christians. It's just that <clears throat> most Jews have not accepted Jesus Christ as the Messiah, and we Christians have. Believe that he is the Messiah to the Jew as well as to the Gentile. 
Of course, many Jews have. They become Messianic Jews. They become Jews for Jesus, or, or they call themselves sometimes completed Jews. They've accepted that Jesus, they still practice Judaism, but they put Jesus, Yeshua, Yamashiach, at the center of it because they know that he is indeed Mashiach. And that's just a little footnote because, you know, you realize how diabolical people are. I could, I could name the person who ambushed me, but he, it was a setup. He wanted to get me set up with, with, with that mess. And I'm probably, frankly, I'm a bigger supporter of Israel than many Jews. Because you've got a lot of Jews who think it's chic and cool to condemn Israel and to support and defend the Palestinians. Because they're more leftists than they are Jews. I've met and talked to some of them. And I mean, I would, I've been, and been shocked by them, shocked by their hatred. It seemed like almost a hatred of Israel. But anyway, that, that's, that, that's, that's an aside. I, I won't get off into that. My point here is that truth is the dividing line. And we are on the side of truth and the left is on the side of lies. They are paving the way. You know, John the Baptist came saying, Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight his path. Make a highway in the desert for our God. Let every valley be exalted, every hill and mountain brought low. Let the rough places be made plain, the crooked places made straight, that the glory of the Lord might be revealed and all flesh might see it together. He was preparing for people, people's hearts to receive the Lord, ultimately to receive Jesus Christ. The left is preparing people's hearts to receive the Antichrist. Man, that's right off the Holy Ghost presses, folks. We are preparing people to receive Jesus Christ. They are preparing, the left is preparing people to receive the Antichrist, the lawless one, the beast. Because they're, they're, they're teaching people to receive and to accept and to be governed by lies. And look, folks, our president is one of the biggest liars that there's ever been, which tells you he's full of the devil. And he's been lying throughout his career. Remember, he plagiarized speeches. He's claimed things that were been, have been proven never to, to, to not be true. And he does it over and over and over again. And the big lie, oh, this inflation is transitory. Here's another big lie. Oh, I don't know anything about Hunter Biden's business. I don't know which is worse, to be that big a liar or to have that little respect for the intelligence of the American people. I mean, we know better than that. We know better than that. My son lives in Texas, and I don't know all the details of the business he's involved in. My daughter-in-law has, he and my daughter-in-law have their, have their own small business on the side. I don't know all the details, but I tell you what, I've talked to them about it. I have a general idea what they're doing. You're going to tell me the president of the United States has got a son who's a drug addict and he's gallivanting all over the world, and you're vice president of the United States, and you don't know what he's doing. Give me a break. 
I mean, come on. Let's go to the 11th verse. It says, and for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. Now, I alluded to this yesterday. God withdraws his influence to allow people to accelerate to their self-destruction. When they just say, I don't want you, God. I don't want anything. It's like Joe Biden. I'm a Catholic, but I'm, pro, I'm pro-abortion. I'm pro-choice, whatever he calls himself. Listen, I'm more Catholic than Joe Biden is, and I'm not Catholic. I think people would look at my life and find my life and my views on life closer to, closer to the Catholic Church than Joe Biden's are. Hey, please. That's just to cover, to just try to, try to get some more votes. He could care less what the Catholic Church thinks or says or does or, or teaches. He's a liar. And people are going to believe his lies because they've rejected the truth of God. Here's another big lie that the left is telling. CRT is not being taught in public schools. Now, here again. Like, in order for it to be CRT, it's got to be labeled. Critical race theory taught in public schools. No. But it's principles. It's ideas. It's concepts. Are laced throughout our curriculum all over this country now. All this stuff of teaching children to be anti-racist. I don't need to be, nobody needs to be anti-racist. They just need to be decent human beings. That's all. Oh no, that's not enough. You know, you, you got to be anti-racist. In other words, you got to buy into this left wing perverse vision of life. That's what they really mean. Or you don't qualify. Just like Joe Biden saying to uh, whatever this guy, I, I don't even say what he calls himself because Charmaine, I'll use that. If you're not voting for me, you ain't Joe Biden. You're not voting for me, you ain't black. They're liars. That's what they do. That's all they know. How do you know when the Democrat Party and the left is lying, their lips are moving? Because that's all they know is lies. I mean, have you heard this stuff about how great the economy is? It's great. The economy is great. Remember what the, the leftists were saying as inflation just began to rage? Oh, it's a high class problem. And then remember this one? Well, people are best because people have too much, they have so much money, they're just buying too much. Folks, we have got to adhere to the truth. Jesus said, you know the truth, the truth will make you free. And these people are going to go into strong delusion. Let me check. Let me check and see if we've got any questions. If we do, I'll take them. If we don't, oh, here we go. And I, I believe Melinda has questioned, sent in a question before. Um, Melinda asks, did you see the exchange between Janet Yellen and Senator Tim Scott? I, saw, I think I saw most of it, yes. When Janet Yellen made reference to women being able to have abortions helps the labor market, she said, uh, for one, it was those women, to, it was 
it would allow those women to continue working uh, and also said that if the women in particular, black women, had those babies, they couldn't afford to take care of them anyway. I, I, yeah, I heard all that. I, and I heard Tim Scott's response. See, here again, that's strong delusion. I grew up in a neighborhood where I, there were several families that I knew that had 10, 11, 12. In fact, one family, I remember, I think they had 19 children. And I knew them. I knew the family. I knew them all. They weren't homeless. They weren't starving. They were, and, and, and look, that was back in the 1960s, early 1960s. Give me a break. See, but this, this is the God complex. Melissa, this is the God complex. They know what's best. And killing an unborn baby is there. That's what's best. Because it's best for the mother and it's best for the child. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I really believe this. These abortionists and pro-abortion people, when they stand before the great white throne of judgment, those babies are going to be right there, fully grown, to say, you killed me. You advocated my death. And you refused to repent. And now you're going to suffer the consequences. Here's a second Dr. Ben Carson, one of the Fox shows, made a very good point. If someone murders a pregnant woman and her baby, they are charged with two murders in most jurisdictions. That is absolutely true. Uh, why aren't these pro-choice people saying that those people should only be charged with one murder if the baby inside the woman is not a person? Well, because, because they don't even want to touch that with a 10-foot pole. They don't want to go near that. See, their, their whole strategy is obfuscation and avoidance. Do you ever notice this? The word fetus, for example, that's, that's, that's a word that they use when they don't want to acknowledge that it's a baby. But whenever a woman wants to have the child, it's a baby. I'm having a baby. I'm pregnant. I'm, I'm going to have a baby. But when they want to kill it, oh, it's just a fetus. They're, they're not. Uh, they're, they're, I, now, look, I realize women can be misled and they can make big mistakes. and We've all made them. And God will forgive them. Anybody who repents of any sin at all, God will forgive. And as I've said before, I believe these women who repented will be reunited with their unborn children who were, who were aborted. I believe that with all my heart. Because the Bible says that Jesus knows these children as they're being formed in their mother's wombs. And the fact that a human being tries to snuff out their life doesn't mean that God does not allow them to live on in the spirit. So we'll meet those children in heaven. But most of these people are not pro-choice. They are pro-abortion. They are filled with bloodlust. They like the idea of shedding these babies' innocent blood. They like it. You say, well, Bishop, that seems rather harsh. Well, what, what else would you call it when a woman gets up on stage and brags about it and celebrates it, which is what they've been doing? I'm not making stuff up. I'm not trying to be mean to them. It's what they've been doing. You don't hear these women saying, 
it, it was one of the toughest things I ever did. I, I, I regret it every day of my life. I, I, you know, I felt it's what I had to do. No, this woman who does these AT&T commercials, I think she talked about how great it was. I saw an article with her, how great it was. And, oh, it was just wonderful. I'm so glad I did it. I mean, that's bloodlust, folks. That's idolatry. It's child sacrifice. And they don't realize there's a spiritual dimension to it in which that demonic influence in them gains great satisfaction out of killing these children. That's why they celebrate it. Well, I've got to go. But we wrestle not against flesh and blood. See, there's a spiritual dimension to this thing but against principalities, against powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world and against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. That's why we've got to put on the whole armor of God. I got to go, folks. God bless you. I've gone a little bit over to answer Melissa, uh, Melinda's question. Melinda, I'm glad you wrote in. Uh, and I'm sure as I, as I get back into the swing of this, we'll get some more questions. I'm always glad to hear from you all. God bless you. Stay in the fight. Hope I'm going to see some of you all at our Stand Awards dinner on Tuesday, 7 p.m. at the Tyson's Corner Marriott. Out of tickets now, but if you're already planning to come, looking forward to seeing you there. In the meantime, remember, we cannot be defeated. Oh, by the way, have a wonderful weekend. Uh, those of you in the Virginia area, I will be at my church at 943 Canal Drive in Chesapeake at 11 a.m. We'll be live streaming from about, at about 11.30 a.m. So be sure to tune in and join us or to come and be with us live and in person. I'm teaching on the book of Revelation. I think I'm on letter number five. Um, I think it's the letter to the church at Thyatira. So you'll want to come. That's going to be an exciting teaching. So God bless each and every one of you. Remember, we cannot be defeated if we will not quit because we are on God's side.